welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. Well, let's talk on this podcast about the Palestinian Authority and the idea of the Palestinian state. This is one of the most heated issues in American politics. A lot of Americans don't really understand it. You know, I certainly understand how people watch the news and Americans in particular let this stuff just go through their brains and don't really grasp what the deal is. And, uh, and then, of course, you'll probably have friends, especially if you're you know, in a church or a synagogue or religious organization where people are passionate about these things. And you meet people who are just overheated about it, and there's more heat than light, and so confusion just sets in, and then you sort of retreat from the subject. But this, this issue of the Palestinian state uh, is a pretty important one for our time. And uh, so let me see if I can kind of break it out. Let me say, first of all, that, uh, that I have worked in Israel and worked with some members of the Knesset, um, but I have also spent most of my time in the Arab world. Most of my time in the Middle East I've spent in the Arab world, um, working both with Arab Christians as well as Muslims, uh, working largely in Iraq. Um, but I remember very clearly uh, standing in Amman, Jordan, talking to a Jordanian pastor who just wept uh, because American Christians go to Israel but don't, uh, don't go the extra hour flight. Actually, less than that. It's about a 30-minute flight over to Amman to encourage folks there. So I have a real varied background, a number of perspectives. I'm definitely pro-Israel, but I'm absolutely not pro-anti-Arab. Uh, um, and so it'll be fun to kind of go through this today from that perspective. And I wanted you to know my, uh, my orientation right up front. Uh, this last Wednesday evening, which would have been the 21st of September, 2011, um, our president went to the UN and essentially reversed his policy on Palestinian statehood. Now, this made the Israelis happy. It made Jews in America happy. It certainly made pro-Israel evangelicals in America happy. And, you know, most of the Western nations of the world um, are in, in alignment with him. It was just a reversal. It hadn't been that long ago that the president had said publicly that he wanted to uh, uh, see the boundaries in Israel and between Israel, Israel and the Palestinians. Uh, go back to the 1967 boundaries, which was, you know, uh, pretty much met throughout the world with, with a sense that this was a product of his naivety about international affairs. In fact, Benjamin Netanyahu just frankly told him that it just was impossible. So he went to the UN this past Wednesday evening, made a major speech, and while he said uh, absolutely seek a future, U.S. absolutely seeks a future uh, where the Palestinians live in a sovereign state of their own, uh, that the uh, security integrity of Israel must be maintained and it shouldn't happen now, that it's early, that it's premature. And so this was, uh, this was very, very good news. So this is, this is going to continue to stir. The vote's probably going to be delayed. Most of the Western nations are saying uh, not to do it. And um, it's, uh, it, it's going it's to continue to be a debate for quite a while. I, I think the, the issue that, that most people who are opposed to a Palestinian state um, cling to, really it's a twofold thing. Number one, the Palestinians are in no way ready to be their own country. And this is just obvious as it can be, and I'll come back to that in just a minute. But, the, but perhaps the more pressing issue for a lot of friends of Israel around the world is the idea that uh, Israel, you know, Israel is essentially is about 165 miles north to south, maybe 70, 80 miles east to west. It's, it's a small country. I mean, you can, you can put Israel inside of Florida eight times. 
You can put Israel inside of Ireland, for heaven's sakes, three times. I mean, it is a, it is a tiny country. So the question becomes, why is it constantly necessary to chisel away at Israeli territory? And of course, the answer becomes, uh, for many people, because the Muslim Arabs of the Middle East want to drive Israel into the sea. They want to use this Western need for peace and negotiations as a tool to destroy Israel. That's what most people suspect. And that's what creates such heat around these issues. But let's go back to the first issue. Let's go back to the issue of, uh, are the Palestinians really prepared to be a state? Uh, you know, the Palestinian Libera Liberation Organization is different from the Palestinian Authority. Many of you who are a little older will remember that a man by the name of Yasser Arafat uh, and, his, and his rather charming wife, uh, they were the heads of the PLO. When he died, uh, it was discovered that there had been horrible corruption, that he had channeled millions into his personal account accounts uh, in Europe. Uh, and so corruption was at the foundation of the PLO. And of course, it was one of the leading terrorist organizations throughout the 60s and the 70s. Uh, then, of course, in 1994, we had the Oslo Accords, uh, which gave us the Palestinian Authority. Well, it was, it was a noble attempt, and I think most of the Western world, uh, certainly since Woodrow Wilson and much of the thinking that came out of World War I, uh, are in favor of autonomy for the people groups of the earth, believe that most of the people groups of the earth who, uh, who have any kind of uh, unity, any kind of corporate identity, uh, and have territory, uh, certainly should be self-governing. I mean, that's been a basic Western commitment for at least a century. But the Palestinians have not shown themselves ready in any way to be their own state. Um, first of all, in order to have a Palestinian state, you would have to cram more than 2 million Arabs into approximately 2,300 square miles of the so-called West Bank. I mean, this would create essentially uh, a ghetto. The, the, you know, and, and even if you add uh, another million into the uh, 1.41, I'm sorry, 141 square miles of Gaza, uh, and these are the two territories, Gaza and the West Bank, that are being discussed as the Palestinian state. I mean, you are talking about a tiny state jammed with Arabs. Um, estimates are it would require $33 billion from the West in the first 10 years to keep that state alive. So it doesn't seem to be economically feasible. It doesn't seem to be demographically feasible. But then there's the security and political side of the thing, which is that the Palestinians in those states have elected members of Hamas um, as, their, as their leadership. Uh, they, they, have, they have been radical in almost every way, uh, radically anti-Israel. And I realize that if Israel's the oppressor in their minds, you know, obviously you're going to push back. That, that's, everybody in the West understands that. But the bottom line is that uh, they've not shown themselves serious about self-governing. They've not shown themselves able to maintain unity. They've not shown themselves interested in any of the things that their leaders give lip service to about Israeli territorial integrity and security. So you're dealing with a, um, a, a pretty volatile situation. And by the way, most of what I'm talking about uh, is quite apart from the whole issue of faith. I mean, for those who are conservative pro-Israeli evangelicals, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a rationale uh, faith for believing in uh, Israel and for opposing any removal of their territory. And we, I mean, we've heard statements in the last years by people like Pat Robertson and John Hagee and people like that, largely from what we used to call the religious right, 
who are opposed to any sort of loss of territory for Israel. And then that's, of course, an article of faith. But I'm trying to make my case today. I'm trying to speak of it today. Aside from the faith issue, even if I happen to share uh, Pat Robertson's and John Hagee's view, I'm laying that aside and I'm saying, uh, first of all, why the need when the Arab world is so large, there's so much territory, millions of square miles, much of it uninhabited, why the need to chisel away at Israel? And obviously it's because some of the geography of Israel uh, is, uh, is holy to Muslims. I, we understand that. At the same time, though, nothing has been done by the Palestinians to prepare for statehood. It would become an absolute welfare case from the moment it's born. It would become a haunt of terrorists. Uh, there's just no question about that. The Palestinian Authority has done almost nothing to keep terrorism uh, from growing up in its midst. And in fact, this very last week, while the debate was happening at the UN, not only Hamas, but the Palestinian Authority itself threatened violence if there's not a vote. So what you have is this sort of cause celeb of many decades, the Palestinians, um, who are you know, essentially threatening the world with terrorism and insisting on having their own state. Uh, the, you know, it could be that a Palestinian state is the way to go, but the Palestinians themselves will have to show some capacity for self-government. Uh, Israel will have to be guaranteed in the world. And I was very proud of our President Barack Obama this past week for making that clear at the UN. Quite frankly, for those of us who watch him for any kind of consistency on, on issues related to the Middle East and certainly Israel, he's been very inconsistent and, and frankly uh, contradictory. And I'm not quick to say that kind of thing. I think those of you who listen to this podcast regularly know that I'm relatively kind, given that I'm a conservative, uh, to Barack Obama. But on Middle East policy, he's been unbelievably confusing. So now he's taken a firm stand. He's he made American intentions clear. And, uh, and I'm glad that he has. Even if we're in favor of a Palestinian state, ultimately, the, 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 the land is simply not ready. And I'm not even sure that it's necessary. As one of the diplomats joked here recently in D.C., there's, we already have a Palestinian state. It's called Jordan. And I think that most of, uh, most of those who are pro-Israel in this country suspect that all of this is about chiseling away at Israel until by negotiation and barter and land for peace and, and, uh, and under the table deals uh, to counter terrorism, Israel is simply, simply removed completely. Now, I need to say quickly that I've worked in the Palestinian areas. I'm not one of those who believes that you know, Arabs are just dogs to be you know, ground under Israeli tanks. I, I think Israel often misbehaves on these issues. I've, I've urged in Washington that we favor Israel, but also deal with Israel firmly when they spy on the US or they're inappropriately violent with the Palestinians and what have you. And God knows, you know, it's a powder keg there and the Israelis have not always behaved. But I will have to say that that Israel is uh, is probably better for uh, Palestinians and the Muslims in its midst than in almost any other country in the Middle East except Saudi Arabia. Uh, the 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 Arabs in Israel do better, have better benefits, get better education. So I think that Israel existing because it's a democracy, uh, because it's a strategic partnership with the U.S. militarily, because of how it cares for its citizens. Uh, because it is a, an amazing nation of creativity and inventiveness. Uh, just Google sometime, you know, is inventions in Israel, and you'll just be astonished at what Israel is doing technologically in terms of a wide variety of inventions. 
But all that to say, yes, absolutely Israel should exist and be preserved, but that's not to the exclusion of the integrity of the Palestinians, their destiny, their history, their calling. And by the way, for those who are Christians or religious in some way, the fact that God loves them too, but simply they are not ready. They simply are not ready to be a state. In fact, they've shown just the opposite. This vote should be put off indefinitely. And if the Palestinians do what many of us suspect they will do, which is increase terrorism, then I think that will be the answer for the world. And, uh, and it will prove that the West was right in delaying this vote. And the West was right in insisting that the Palestinians, in a sense, grow up as a country before they expect the rest of the world to recognize them. And that's not bigotry. And that's not anti-Islam. And that's not anti-Arab. That's simply what we should expect of every nation in the world. This Stephen Mansfield podcast was brought to you by the Mansfield Group. Find us at mansfieldgroup.com.